Ah, you obviously know Kung Fu. Yo, what's up? This is Celia Ow. I'm an actress and a filmmaker, and you're listening to Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Welcome to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Adjust your speaker box, sit back, relax, and remember, your Kung Fu may be good, but mine is better. <laughs> Joining me today is actress in film and TV, filmmaker, starring in the upcoming Wu Assassins, which I'm very excited for, Celia Ao. Celia, thank you so much for joining the Kung Fu Driving Podcast today. Hey guys, no problem. Anytime. Thanks for having me. It's cool to have you. I actually got introduced to you through uh, a project that you worked on a little while ago. We'll get to that in a second. But I recently shared a video of you doing some uh, Kung Fu training. What exactly is your martial arts background? Well, I started martial arts, uh, well, specifically Chinese Kung Fu, around, I'll say like three years ago now, with a uh, study under Tech Wang, yep. and he's just been an awesome Sifu for me. He's taught a lot of cool people. So he's like taught Ming-Na, who was uh, uh, in uh, Marvel's um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Russell Wong. He trans- uh, trained some of my buddies, like Suya, Danny, and I, we trained together. And um, he's been my biggest supporter. So every time I need to do something, he's like, come on, we'll train. We'll get you ready. All right, now I can send you off and you can do it. That's cool. Now, you've been only been training three years. Uh, so you're not one of those kids that grew up training martial arts. No, but I grew up watching all the Jet Li, Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee movies, you know, like our play fighting with my brother at home. Definitely for a long time. What is your uh, general attitude about training? Oh, my God, it's so much fun. In the beginning, I was kind of resisting against it for a bit because I was like, hey, I'm an actor. I just want to be an actor. And then I was like, wait, you know, the martial arts thing is actually really cool. I just never found like the time or the right person that I, I, I jam with or vibe with. I'm really lazy when it comes to working out. If you make me run like 10 laps or you make me do a push ups and sit ups, I, I would lose interest right away. <laughs> But if we get straight to it and start fighting, I'll be like, oh, yeah, you, you're keeping me interested and I'll keep going. I can do that for hours. But the second you're like, oh, right, get down and give me 50, I'm like, mm, I'm okay. <laughs> what exactly is the style that you study? Um, Right now, I learned uh, the Shaolin style. I'm not perfect at it. I learned a little bit of that. I learned a little bit of the um, tiger style, this tiger forms. And then now, recently, my Sifu's been trying to teach me Wing Chun. Oh, cool. Very nice. I know that someone that you study with, I believe, Shin Ka. Oh, yeah. We've been friends for years. He's actually the one that introduced me to um, my Sifu. Okay, cool. Yeah, because he and uh, Master Takwa Eng were uh, just in a film that I covered a little while ago, Made in Chinatown. And uh, you're actually in that film as well. Yeah, the tiny little part. I did it for Shing and, and everyone that I knew. Oh, cool. How'd you get involved with that? Just to, just through uh, your uh, connections with Shin Ka and uh, your Sifu? Uh, actually, the script got to me... I'll uh, say a couple years ago. Oh, cool. And because Mark, the writer of the movie, is a student of my Sifus, or, or they're connected in the Kung Fu world. But yeah, like after that, the script got to Shing, and then Shing was helping to produce it and put it together. And he asked me if I'm, I'm free and if I can do this part. And I'm like, sure, I'm down to do it for you guys. Let's go back to something that you mentioned a little while ago, because uh, when you were talking about training the martial arts, uh, I wanted to ask specifically about why you took that up because as an asian actor there's those stereotypes are kind of built in right if you're asian you kind of have to know martial arts or 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 it helps maybe when you're looking for roles but did you think about that 
when you took up martial arts thinking that it might uh, increase your chances for, for roles or were you worried about feeding into that stereotype or anything like that? You know, originally I would say that I was thinking like, oh, that's feeding into the stereotype, right? But when I'm thinking about it, I was like, wait, that's not like when I actually thought about it, I'm like, yo, that's not right. That's not a stereotype. We actually should be proud of what made us who we are. And, and like Chinese Kung Fu, if no one carries it on, everyone's kind of fighting against it. It would get as soon. No one would know anything about it anymore. And there's so much history and so much philosophy behind it uh, that I find it very intriguing and very interesting. Like, why is a punch like that? Why is it like that? And like very different from like boxing, which I've took classes in boxing as well. And, and the concept behind it, it's more like movement and not, not like hurting people. A lot of it's redirecting energy. And like, for me, like if you tell me, I'm like, okay, this, this, uh, tiger claw, uh, claw. I'm like, okay, cool. Tiger claw. So, but this tiger claw, you grab in, this is why you do so. And like to grab someone's hand and pull them to the side. I'm like, Oh, this is so much cooler. Okay. You tell me the reasoning behind each move and this sticks and it makes so much sense. You mentioned uh, a few guys that were, uh, that you watched growing up. Were they influences on you in terms of acting or in terms of martial arts or were they just cool to watch? Oh my God, dude, my parents owned a video store when I was a kid. Uh So uh, I was not allowed to watch anything that has any type of like sexual content in it, not even kissing Asian family. Right. Uh, right. (laughs) So we we grew up watching like all the, I'm not sure if you know, like Hong Kong films, but all the Feng Sai Yokes, all the Once in a Pine Time in China, all the Jackie Chan films, all the Donnie Yen, Jet Li, like, like Iron Monkey. I remember I used to watch. Uh, once upon a time in China, over and over and over and over again, my brother. So did I. Yep. And then afterwards, we'll try to fight, and then we're like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am a master Wong." And then my brother's like, "No, no, I am this guy." And we try to do the seven kicks. <laughs> it can never work because there's gravity, right? And we're just like, "We can do the seven kicks, yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> Who used the umbrella? Oh, whenever it's raining outside, we'll use the umbrella, <laughs> thinking that's like the coolest thing ever. And even when like. We get picked on in school or whatever in, like, in the neighborhood and get into a fight. I don't know why I'll go to weapon if we have to choose one just to scare people off. would be an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> it would work. But it's because we're Asian, I guess, and Chinese specifically. Like, like uh, I used to think, like, the lion dance is so cool. Oh, yeah. Because, like, how they fight with lion dancing. You're like, oh, my God, that's amazing. I want to be ahead of the lion. I want to do that. So... My uncle bought us like um, the whole the lion set, like dragon head and the tail. My brother and I would fight to be the head, and then we'll like be at home going, like, trying to do it, trying to like trying to like climb things with it. It's just kids things that we used to do. <laughs> Nowadays, kids just play video games, but we were yeah. doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, are you then open to doing more martial arts action oriented stuff, or do you want to? Keep oh yeah, your options completely open. I am open to do anything right now. Like I think the whole idea behind like a martial arts show or martial arts film is so much fun. The training and the bonding experience with the cast and crew is is fairly different than like just a drama film that I'm used to doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that camaraderie that, uh, 
I think you guys on the Wu Assassin set had seemed pretty evident in all of the postings from all you guys. I follow you. I follow Louis Tan, Juju Chan, and all that. But the you know you guys are going out. You're hanging out. You're taking group selfies and all that. It sounds like you guys had a really good bonding experience on set. Oh yeah, we became um, like a family. They're my Vancouver family, like the cast and crew. It's just it's been an awesome time. Like it. You know, we eat with each other and we're like, I'm like, hey, you want to do this? All right, Leah, let's go out. Let's let's go do this. And they convinced me to go hiking with them because I'm not the biggest hiker. I'm from New York. We don't hike. <laughs> Hitchhike, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's come back to Wu Assassins because I know you're not allowed to talk too much about it. But um, what do you think about the uh, negative trend in Hollywood about whitewashing that has uh, stirred up a lot of controversy? Um, because... It hasn't been exactly equitable for Asian representation in Hollywood. Uh, with the release of uh, Crazy Rich Asians now, there, maybe there's some hopes that it's getting better. But what are your observations as an actor and, and a filmmaker, too, in terms of that lack of representation? I think we definitely need more Asians on film, Like especially when I was a kid growing up. The only thing I can relate to for an Asian character in like a movie for me, at least, is Gremlins. Remember the grandpa in the beginning of, in the the beginning of Gremlins when yeah. they have uh, Mogwai? I remember, oh my, oh my god, he's Chinese! And then they're like, Mogwai's from Hong Kong. I'm like, oh my god, that's where my parents are from. That's where I was born. And then I was like, oh, he's Chinese and he's from Hong Kong. That's so cool. And he's Gremlin. And then throughout the years, you'll see like you know Asian actors in films here and there, but it's never predominant enough that you're like, yeah, that's like my hero. I want to be like them. Like, but instead in like Hong Kong films, I'm like, oh my god, I want to be like Michelle Yeoh. Oh my god, I want to be like you know a Jet Li. He's so badass. And for me, it's a little different, like because my parents had a video store. You know, I grew up in a semi Chinatown. My influences are from like Chinese films. It was a little different for me as well because I grew up in the 70s and 80s where the kung fu films were a big deal uh here in america because it, we had you know saturday afternoon kung fu theater and uh they were making music about kung fu movies and so there were people at least on tv that looked like me uh, i'm filipino so i was uh it was cool to to be able to see asians on screen uh, and have my friends want to be the asians that were they were watching on tv you know because these guys were like superheroes to us at the time but as hollywood kind of took over uh, that asian representation uh, kind of got squashed down to being the yakuza or the triad right mm -hmm. well i have to say sorry thinking back now i think my second influence is like yeah asians oh yeah we're, we can do it it's power rangers Oh, yeah. Remember the Yellow tr uh, Ranger, Trinity? Yes. She was my biggest hero for a long time, and I only wanted to become the Yellow Ranger for the longest time. I remember with uh, meeting my agents at their very first time. They're like, what do you want to do? What's your goal? I'm like, 19 at that point? Or maybe, I forgot, like, yeah, 19? I was like, I want to be the Yellow Ranger. And they're like, no. <laughs> but they were like yo this is it, it's kind of if you think about it right now as a kid you don't think about that stuff but now you're like yellow ranger was asian the black ranger was black yes what? yes <laughs> back in the day i'm just like yes yellow ranger she's awesome she's yellow too <laughs> <laughs> yeah the things that they slip by you right oh yeah you don't think about it because it was never a conversation back in the day too right right 
But now, now that uh, the opportunities are kind of opening up, and uh, again, we'll we'll get into more of that uh, with uh, with Wu Assassins. But um, the opportunities seem like they're coming more and more. Who are your influences then, as an actor and a filmmaker, right now? For Asian directors, definitely like. As a kid, I loved like the John Woo films, all the Soi Huck films, and Andrew Lau films. And then growing up, getting getting a chance to work with Andrew Lau, I'm like, oh, this is cool. Uh, I grew up watching your films. And uh, American filmmakers, I feel like there's a good mix of them because everyone is good at a certain genre. Like everyone's saying, like how Emily Shalon did a bad job at like. Uh, the last airbender or whatever but i actually think he's a really brilliant writer director when he has his own creativity put into it you know like the sixth sense was one of my favorite films as a kid it was i think it was one of the first horror films that i wasn't like i, I didn't have like crazy nightmares i mean steven spielberg he's amazing but watching et as a kid i had nightmares about et for a while <laughs> i can see that everyone was like et's so cute i'm like et's so scary <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah like he's amazing like i i like jaws i had nightmares after watching jaws for years and that's why i'm terrified of open water my oldest daughter is this in the same boat as you <laughs> literally <laughs> <laughs> i used to have nightmares of like jaws coming to get me but like he's like biting my foot off and then bite my leg off and i'm like no <laughs> what about as an actor are there actors that you admire and uh, you want to kind of Emulate maybe, but uh, obviously not to uh, duplicate. Mm, I really loved um, Tom Hanks. Yeah. He's one of my favorite actors. Like another film that I used to watch over and over again growing up was big. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> Something about him as an actor. He's so genuine. And, and even hearing from like my friends who have worked with him, it was like, he's so nice as a person. And I'm like, we need more of that in this world. More nice, genuine people. Um, and good. He was amazing and big. I remember, like, till today, at, like, a carnival, if I see Sotar, I'll be like, oh, my God, should I unplug him? I'll always think about it. I'll look behind him, like, is he unplugged? Oh, my God, is he working? <laughs> <laughs> what about films that you, uh, that attract you uh, as an actor? Uh, I know you were in uh, Revenge of the Green Dragons, which is um, a gritty, intense film. Mm -hmm. It's, I, you know what? I don't think... Green Dragons, I mean, growing up watching, like, the Hong Kong versions of these films, it's much grittier. Like, uh, Andrew's old films, like, the Young and Dangerous series. I'm not sure if you watched them, but they're so gritty, and it's character development. Everything is built so well. So that's why I was super excited when I got to work with him. I was like, this is amazing! I, I remember the very first question, he was like, he was like, um, so um, this is how I want you to play this character, and this is how I want Bobo to be like. I'm, I'm like, oh my god, is Bobo like Sai Sai Lop from uh, Young and nice. Dangerous? Yeah. He was like, um, no. But, uh, <laughs> he was like, oh, you've watched my films? I'm like, yeah, I grew up watching all your films. I was like, and that show D was amazing, too. <laughs> <laughs> And also as a filmmaker, what are your influences as a filmmaker? Because uh, you did, as far as I know, there's two films to your credit, Distraction and Extraction. Uh, Extraction, by the way, was was wild just because it was VR. But uh, what are your influences in terms of filmmaking? Filmmaking, like like growing up, I've always watched films, right? Um, I'm a big fan of the cinema. And as I was getting older and I started wanting to act, um, I took 
I took internships around like different places like during production work, post-production work. And I have to say, right, like as a kid, I really don't understand any of the Wong Kar Wai films. Mm, okay. I, it, it, it doesn't like I can't connect to it. But as an adult, as I'm learning about filmmaking, it changes my perspective. I was like, okay, um, it, all the stuff that I don't like as a kid because it's not as entertaining. It's really artsy. Every shot on like in a move for love, I was like, I can frame every shot. It's beautiful, right? It's like an art piece. Um, so as an adult, I am becoming a filmmaker. I find the balance. I was trying to find the balance of entertainment and art. How do you combine the two and make an amazing film? You can tell a story um, and keep people entertained. Like a funny thing, like we we're watching The Grandmaster. I think if I was a kid watching a Grandmaster, I wouldn't get it. I would, I would much prefer Yip Man. Um, but now as an adult, I get the the artistic choices of um, the Grandmaster, and I'm like, this is beautiful. Meanwhile, I look over to my mom, who's who's still like more into more in, uh, films or entertaining. She's like, okay, um, they hold on that shot really, really long, or is it done yet? <laughs> they move on. I'm like, oh yeah. As a general audience, you'd be like, oh, I get it. But as a filmmaker, you're like, oh my god, this is so pretty. So how do you find the balance between the two? Let's 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 apply that to some martial arts films. So, were you uh, drawn more to something like uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, or uh, Drunken Master? Huh. I want to say like for both films, Drunken Master seems it's Jackie Chan, it's old, but um, it's martial arts. Like it's a classic. But for me, when I was watching it, I was I was a kid, and I feel like the film was a bit outdated by the time i watched it mm -hmm. um i thought the fighting was great it's funny something about it just i was like oh it's not like i don't know why but uh uh but i was like oh okay it's cool but i won't watch that film over and over and over again okay um crouching tiger and hidden dragons it's so beautiful some of the fight scenes amazing i don't think i'll go back and watch the full film again but i'll watch scenes again i'm not sure if it makes any sense but um but that's how I feel about some of these films. Like I think they're brilliant. They're great film. Both films are great films. It's just the way that how I'll watch things. Like uh, if I'm watching things over and over again, it would be something that I find super entertaining, um, almost uh, mindless and makes me laugh. <laughs> like something like art films. I was like, oh my god, this film is amazing. I don't know if I can watch it a second time because it gives me it gave me like anxiety. You know, <laughs> right. but it means that it's such a great film. Because it's portraying that um, uh, the feelings and the mood to the audience, and you're in this journey with the characters. And I think I was like, "Oh my god!" Like you come out of the theaters, and you're like, "Oh, this is amazing!" Oh my god! And I can be talking about it and dissecting every scene, and then like the um, like the motivation behind these characters. But then I was like, I don't think I can go back and watch these films over and over and over again. Right. Like maybe once in a blue moon, like once every decade, I'll go back and like, oh, but I'll definitely go back to the scenes of these films. Now, would you be interested in making a, uh, a martial arts themed film yourself? Uh, as a as a filmmaker? Sure. Definitely. Um, I would have to modernize it. I won't do like a um, like a period piece where like like Crouching Tiger and Hidden Dragons. I don't think I have that much martial arts capability to understand it as well i want i feel like for those films you gotta have to do it justice everything has to make sense like you can't have a mixed form because these people are from that period and that time this form has only evolved you know the style has only been up to here and and if the style is not was modernized and it won't make any sense and i don't think i know the history well enough yeah 
to do something like that. Now, what is your take on some of the martial arts films in Hollywood today where it's not it's not quite presented as martial arts, but you see the martial arts in there with films like John Wick and Jason Bourne and things like that. Uh, do you enjoy those movies? Yes, very much so. Um, Jason Bourne, I thought the fights were amazing. For the last Jason Bourne, the stunt uh, and fight choreographer is a buddy of mine. And you can see he mixed in some Chinese Kung Fu. He mixed in different style into it, which makes it modern. And which I think is what's awesome about modern martial arts films is that you see different style and people, it's, it's become a melting pot. So everyone takes the style from a little bit of everywhere and then turn it into a big, awesome fight sequence. Because it's not like, oh, you only fight with tiger form. There's a little bit of everything. It's welcome to 2018. And, um, and John Wick it's super entertaining. Yeah, th those are the films I'm like, oh my God, it's so much fun. And it's so good because, you know, it's not just a storyline, but it's entertaining that it's a film that I was like, oh yeah, I, I need something exploding and like take my mind off stuff. I'll go watch that again. As long as it's not just uh, empty fighting, right? Uh, there's got to be some, yeah. some good the, characters in it. Like, I, I love musicals too. And I always have this um, comment about musicals. I'm like, why did I suddenly just go break down in song and dance? It doesn't make any sense. If it leads into it and it makes sense, and you're like, okay, cool. So I don't want them to, I don't want a martial arts film to be a martial arts film just for the fighting. It doesn't make sense. The story needs to lead into why they're fighting. And there needs to be a purpose. It's just not like, oh, I'm a badass. So I'll just kick everyone's butt, you know? <laughs> Speaking of kicking everyone's butt, uh, it's a perfect segue into a project that you're involved in that you just wrapped up. Woo Assassins, which will be coming out in Netflix uh, sometime soon, I hope. Uh, it's billed as a supernatural martial arts drama. No idea what that means. I know you're sworn to secrecy. You can't talk about it until Netflix allows you to. <laughs> but um, how did you get involved with that project? Like any actor, you audition for it. You go through like rounds and rounds of audition and, and then questioning yourself if you're good enough. And then uh, one day they call you. They say, you got it. And you're like, is this real? <laughs> Oh my god, this is amazing! What <laughs> <laughs> was it? Was it like that for you when you got that call? Oh my god, I was like, I was at work, and when I got that call, they're like, "Hey, uh, my manager and my agent was like, hey, uh, I have your, uh, I have your manager on the phone.' I'm like, oh god, what happened? It's usually it's two things: either it's this, I did something really bad, and they're upset at me, or I booked something. Usually, that's the only reason why they'll both call me at the same time. And they're like, oh, Celia, so, uh, Wu Assassins. I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't get it. All right, fine. And they're like, they want you. I'm like, what? <laughs> and they're like, I'm like, and then I stop at work. I'm like, hey, guys, I got to walk out for a second. So I'm like, what? And they're like, you got it. I'm like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> so there's nothing you can tell us about this. Is there anything you can tell us about your character's name or anything like that? Um, yeah, yeah. I play a character named Ying Ying. It's on IMDb. <laughs> all right. All right. Cool. You, you've been sworn to secrecy. Uh, I've tried to get information from some of your co-stars as well. Louis Tan has been a guest. Uh, he won't say anything. Apparently, you're all under embargo. But I'm going to ask you if you can tell me just one little thing about the show that is, is going to be exclusive for, for this podcast. <laughs> Oh, wow. Wow, that's awesome. When you were approached about auditioning for Wu Assassins, the, the premise 
is kind of out there, particularly in in light of uh, again Asians and and martial arts on on TV or in entertainment in general. Uh, were you uh, a little hesitant about auditioning for it again because in some aspects you're kind of again feeding into that stereotype? Not at all. Uh, I'll tell you the reason why. Like I told you, as like when I was younger, I was trying to fight the stereotypes, right? Now, like, I was like, hey, why don't we embrace it, make it our own, and show people what it's about instead of what they think it's about? Does it make any sense to you? Like, they're like, oh, okay, um, Asians only know how to fight. But do you know the backstory behind it? And, like, why do we fight? And what's the history behind all, like, like I said, like, the forms and everything? No one knows. And if I get to do that, and, and that's our history and our culture, if we own it, and spread it and tell people what it's about and not make pe- and not have people make fun of us for it. I think that's empowerment and to let people know who we are. Um, I don't think it's something that we should feel disgrace about because it is our history and there's like a, like the philosophy behind it. It's amazing. Like, oh, that's, uh, for example, Bruce Lee, he's so popular. He's such a legend and, and now like it's been decades since he's been gone and people still remembers him and because of his philosophy towards his fighting, his training and everything that he has in life, like people still use his, 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 uh, um, his sayings everywhere, like be like water. Um, so if we can do that with everything that we, we hone instead of just be like, Oh, you're, you're Chinese. You know how to fight. Haha. <laughs> no, we know how to fight and there's all these history and then we're not going to teach you about it. And so the general public will now have a deeper understanding of where we like where we came from. Uh, what about your personal training? Are you still uh, are, are you continuing to train today? Oh yeah, I just got out of class yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> nice. How many days a week do you train? Um, it fluctuates because it depends on work. Uh, yeah, but that's what's so awesome about my seafood. Like, genuinely, he's like a dad to us. He was like, "You're free today. Come by." And I'm like, "Okay." I'll be like, hey, uh, I'm up for this thing. He's like, all right, come by and train before you leave. I'm like, okay. <laughs> all right. If uh, if you uh, if you won that big billion dollar Powerball, what project do you bring to life immediately as a filmmaker? Hmm. A project that I'll bring to life immediately. I don't know. If I hit the Powerball, the first thing I kind of want to do is to help people first. Like I'm always, I'm like been watching all these films and like clips on, on YouTube and, and like about people needing help. And I believe like people deserve water, deserves, you know, like schools and education and all that. I would want to make a film that would inspire people to help as well. Um, I don't know what it would be yet. Um, one of my things I was saying that like, if we have an influence like right now I have no influence at all, but when I have uh, the ability of an influence, I want to be able to tell people, yo, come on, let's get together and help others. We're in a world that like people, I don't, I don't know, like people are becoming selfish and it's all about me, 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 me. But when you step outside of your shoes and look back and you're like, wow, I'm really fortunate and look at these people, they need help. What can I do to help them? What can I do to tell people that hey, it's okay to help? So yeah, that's what I would do. Um, I would. I have a. I've been writing a musical. So really, when and that when that will ever be done, I don't know. But if uh, that's done, I would want to make that too. Cool. Do you have musical talent? Are you a singer, a songwriter? Hell no. 
Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> so why why a musical? How did that happen? I really love films with good score. Uh, I've, I've taken some mu- like singing classes and vocal classes before, but I won't say that I'm anywhere near a singer because there's way better people out there than I am doing that. Um, but have you ever seen Whiplash? Mm, don't recall it's, it. Uh, it's the film from, uh, oh my God, I'm going to butcher his name because I don't remember. It's the same director from... Um, La La Land. Oh yes, okay. And now, mm-hmm. Whiplash is my favorite movie in the last nah, that year, and then I think the year after that too. Something about the movie is like, like I said, like I, I, I don't know if I can watch the whole movie again because it gave me anxiety, but it's so good. It's like it draws you in, and I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. When the end of the film, I got up and like home alone, watching a screener. I'm like, yes, this is amazing. This is the best film, dude. Um. And it's the scoring behind it. It's the percussion that gets your heart beating in the same rate. And then I watched um, The Greatest Showman like three times now. I love The Have Greatest Showman it? soundtrack. I love it. I love it. So good. The music and everything just works so well together. Um, and it's also, I was like, why is it so good? What makes it so good? And I was like, why am I on the edge of the seat the whole time? And I was like, it's the percussion of it too. Because of the drums and like all that just gets your heartbeat up and you're like, yes, 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 this is amazing. And then like the, the sweet song, it just drops. It's like a, a drop beat in, in, a, in a song, in a normal song. And that kind of stops and then it brings you into a journey and then goes back into like drums and like the, the upper uh, higher beats. So those two movies are, I think, my favorite musical films and aside from that it's like high school musical which almost have the same concept mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah the intro song uh for greatest showman when they're they're stamping their feet with for that uh that drum beat it's uh it's a really motivational intro yeah it's so good it's so well done and then um this is me i love that song i think that's a fantastic when song shot that with the slow motion the pullback and everyone's jumping in slow motion and she's in real time yeah it's something about that shot i was just like whoa i love the message of that song too just the uh, the positivity of that message in terms of being comfortable in your own skin right yes and that's what i want to do like i want to make films that would inspire people like we are all different and in the end of the day we're human so why judge one another why like sh- Try to be in someone else's shoe and you'll see what it means. And and I know it's not the easiest thing to do. You, Everyone has maybe an enemy or someone that has burned them before. All right. Um, but don't let that keep you down and, and don't let that discourage you. And I feel like we all need to, especially in this political climate, it's crazy. But we just need someone to be out there to say, hey, guys, it's okay. We'll make it work. Very cool. Very cool. All right, let's do a quick lightning round. You ready? Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> so the way this works is I'm just going to throw out a question. First thing that comes to your mind. Uh, oh, God. Okay. <laughs> All right. New York pizza or Philly cheesesteaks? New York pizza. What's your favorite Chinese food dish? Uh, steamed fish. Nice. Uh, who is the best karaoke performer in the Wu Assassin's cast? <laughs> Louis Tan. <laughs> Really? <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Dancing with the Stars for the Wu Assassins cast. Who wins? Oh, Lawrence Cow. Oh, really? Yes. He's amazing. <laughs> All right. You versus Juju Chan in uh, Rap Battle. Who wins? 
rap battle. Oh man, that that's hard, dude. Um, <laughs> I hope I will win, but I'm not too sure. <laughs> Juju Chan said she would come on the show, so I'm gonna tell her that you just called her out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. And uh, we'll do uh, the last uh, lightning round question, and I hope you don't have to think too hard about it, but what's your favorite podcast about kung fu, martial arts, movies, and entertainment? You, duh. (laughs) Awesome, thanks. (laughs) All right, uh, what comes next for you? What do you have in the works? I know Wu Assassins is uh, a little while away because it's in production or post-production now, but what do you have going on now? Uh, I I did a film last year that's, now going getting submitted to film festivals and everything so knock on wood fingers crossed hopefully it'll come out soon it's called in a new york minute it's a drama and i'm completely different from will assassins i'm really girly in it if i don't know if you can <laughs> tell by my voice i'm not that girly in person um i wear dresses and uh, all that good stuff that everyone's surprised to see me and uh they're like oh my god skilly's wearing a dress she must, she must be shooting something because she'll never put on a dress normally. Uh, uh, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Explain that to me. It, it, is, are you just rough and tumble just in general? I mean, I mean, like, uh, dress is like, it's cool if you're like going to a wedding or something. But for me, I'm like, it's not that, like, you can't really kick. And then when you're in a dress, you got to be girly. You got to sit in a certain way. You got, you know, it's just like the posture has to change. I'm just in like, pants and everything you're like yo what up i can kick you don't mess with me you know? uh, <laughs> true city kid you're a true city kid <laughs> but yeah i mean that that film i'm really proud of so um we'll see what happens it's a really artsy drama about three asian females in different age group and different class group and their struggles within new york city and then um Oh, uh, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to talk about this part. Um, okay, I'll skip that. Um, okay. <laughs> and uh, currently I'm unemployed. I mean, until my next job, right? <laughs> the life of an actor, right? Life of an actor. <sighs> <laughs> All right. Well, what about uh, plugging your socials anywhere fans can follow along, anywhere casting directors uh, and the like can find you? Yeah, Um recently actually changed all my social media to the same handle it's called it's at celia at it's celia Ow, i-t-s-c-e-l-i-a-a-u and you can see me being silly on it don't judge <laughs> you're actually really active on instagram so. <laughs> you see me eating all day every day <laughs> well obviously it's not going anywhere on you because you're a you're a tiny little person <laughs> no just hide it well i can ask you about that or how much we eat or Lewis. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very cool. All right. So um, when is Wu Assassin scheduled to come out? Do you guys know yet? No, we don't have an exact date or anything yet. Okay. All right. Well, we'll be looking forward to that. Uh, if you guys want to follow along with uh, Celia's films uh, that she directed, Distraction and Extraction are on her channel on YouTube. Uh, both very cool uh, projects. You can check that out. Uh, she's very active on Instagram. I don't know if she's active on Twitter so much, but go check her out there. And Celia, thanks so much for joining us and best of luck with all your projects. Cannot wait to see you in Wu Assassins. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening in. Rock on! Much thanks to the super awesome Celia Al for stopping by the show. She seems like a totally chill gal and I hope she'll come back as we get closer to her debut on Wu Assassins. 
In the meantime, you can check her out on Season 1 of the AMC TV show Lodge 49, as well as some episodes of Gotham and Iron Fist. And maybe after I get a little bit better in my own martial arts training, she and her Sifu master, Takwa Ang, will let me come train with them for a day. I just hope they have an ambulance on standby for me. Otherwise, you can follow Celia on all her socials using the handle It's Celia Ao, that's I-T-S-C-E-L-I-A-A-U. And like I mentioned, she's really active on Instagram, so give her a shout. Let her know that you heard her on the show. In the meantime, follow me on all my socials as well. Just look for a Kung Fu Driving podcast, or you can always email me at kungfudriving at gmail.com. Also, please check out some of my podcast pals at the Twitter hashtag Castaways, because there are some great shows in the indie pod scene, and some of them are definitely here. Until next time, Poison Clan, peace. Poison Clan rocks the world. See the iron fisted bunk before the daily prayers Shouting bunks on the hands, running down the thousand stairs The fate of Lee Khan, now's in King Du's hands With the fearless idea roaming over the land Yeah, the little bitch soldier is old, otherwise Every once a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight Yo, got the venom mob laying down the law Bruce Lee delivered kicks, guaranteed to great jars Fight for the cars, then pause, hear the applause Not again, back kicks will defeat the outlaws Very good, but boards don't hit back Yeah, the death jewel's here, Derry D is coming back the Tai Chi master, jelly's even faster Could chat a little drink because he is the drunken master Once upon a time in China Rosamund Kwan is real fine But see Maggie show his spine Golden Swallow has arrived Shang Chi movies will the hero will survive We've got the brave archer make his way to the top Of the mountain gonna fight, may as well pick the spot Yeah the sky goes black, cause the vampire's back We've got Lam Ching Ying to kill them all to so stand back He plays the black magic on the soul of the sword And our sword will travel until his body's on floors Yeah Wing Chun Shaolin and Mantis style Yeah, defeat the enemy and watch you run for miles Blood will spill now on the mountain tops When we bring back the soul of the legendary pops Walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting ha. This time it's war We smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting ha. This time it's war, we smash the place up with a dragon claw. See it's a game of death, yo, you're facing the big boss It's once upon a time in China counting the TikTok The Shogun assassin slashing blood just drip drop The head kick, neck drop, balance the bone stop Wanna kill Bill, better get the assassins He's got Irma just in yellow, but she is in the dragon But in the tea rooms, that's where it'll happen She got the bodies on the floor and the blood It'll splatter against the walls, no fear at all To kill them all, there's always blood spill When you head into a war, fearless Unleash the fist of legend that the car gently I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast You rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumbling the streets And it's simple, see the facts are these It's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee Walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting ha. This time it's war, we smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine